You are now listening to The Junk and Jam Hour Online Radio Broadcast With your on-air host Christopher Albert He is going to amaze you Surprise you Or sadly underwhelm you That's for you to decide In the meantime Stay tuned It's The Junk and Jam Hour With Christopher Albert As heard only on Radio Free Brooklyn Which means it's Monday And some of you are still white girl wasted I guess you can be black girl wasted too But that sounds racist So we'll just say white girl wasted Yeah White girl wasted Right here on The Junk and Jam Hour Hello everyone Happy Monday. You are listening to the Junker Jam Hour right here on Radio Free Brooklyn, the nonprofit community organization and freeform internet radio station, streaming original content by New York City artists, broadcasters, journalists, DJs, musicians, you name it. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right here in Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn, Radio Uncensored. Now, uh, my very special guest today joining me in the studio because of course I got tired of him standing outside yeah. is a Brooklyn native long time yeah who has been influenced by music namely hip hop and artists like Nas the Beat Nuts and Cypress Hill as well as the performing arts all of his life which has informed his mastery and skill as a writer wordsmith and MC more specifically uh, he's extremely proficient at fusing his love of rhythm and beats with his eloquently dope lyrics. Ooh, thanks. Oh, yes, you're welcome. Which also makes him, that's you, oh, <laughs> me. Oh. an artist of the spoken word. Now, if you've never had the honor of seeing him perform, uh, which he does all over the city, all the time, uh, if you've never seen him perform some of his incredible work, no worries, because he's penned the successful semi-autobiographical book entitled Give My Regards, a collection of poems, lyrics, and short stories which you can all purchase and carry around with you wherever you go. Yes. Amazon. Uh, bonus. He is an educator. He's also helping to shape the future. Please help me welcome writer, lyricist, spoken word artist, author, and educator, the class act himself, Mr. Dino Briggs. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, Hello, sir. That was, that was very nice. I like yeah, that. Yeah, you like that? That was nice. I got lost for a second. I was like, wow. Who is he talking about? I was like, wow, that guy seems he's cool. Oh. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, first, I wanna, I wanna, uh, can you introduce me to the, uh, the, the, the young lady who uh, does your intros? She sounded very sexy. <laughs> very sexy. She is very sexy. There's something about it that cold. Yes. Lifeless. <laughs> she's never gonna talk back to you great. either. She's only gonna, t she's only gonna repeat to you what you tell her to say. You can't let her down. You can't let her down. She can't let you down. Like, who are you? <laughs> awesome. Well, thank uh, you. What's up, B? I, I love you. Thank you for having me. Um, well, uh, first of all, you're pretty awesome too yourself. Thank you, and uh, we we too. You. Now, you literally, by the way, had a birthday. Yes, literally. Like last literally. week. I don't literally, just say it. I don't just say that. It's last literally. week, one week ago, yes, August fifth. So happy birthday to you! Thank you. You are now. Uh, gracias. 50. We don't have to talk about that. We don't have to talk about. You're that. 52 now, right? So, Is we, that? We, 40, I think it's 43. 43. I that's think, I think. That's still pretty sad. So now it is. Since you were not here, you're a week away from your birthday. In celebration of your birthday. Oh. 
we want, as in we, as in me and that 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 young robot oh, you just yes. heard the other day. Uh, we want to play you a little birthday song. Nice, thank you. If that's okay with you, absolutely. And we are going to do that in G minor. <laughs> for you sir wow i was i was pretty uh happy before i got here I was, <laughs> I, was, i was feeling good about life well thanks it's it's still music <laughs> it is absolutely so um did anything what made uh this 43rd birthday different from your last year last year's birthday um if at all uh i'm the uh, i'm the type of person who uh i i uh Look at birthdays as just celebrating life, and and not just celebrating my life, but celebrating, you know, just life in general. And yes. I was with uh, my two boys, uh, Aretico and, and Nathaniel, and and it was beautiful. It was beautiful just having them around, and just being around them, and just celebrating life and being positive. That was that was pretty cool. That was really good. That's what I try to do. That's right. You have two sons. Yes. One nineteen. One three. One three. So. Yeah. And why not spend your birthday with your children? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And that, uh, was, that was good for me. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. Keeps you off the drugs. So yes, now <laughs> it we drives me to them sometimes too. Yeah, we're not going to talk about. That. So now usually, uh, we do a our first segment is really weird news. Okay. Awesome. We have a really weird news segment, but you know what? We're going to skip that today. You sure? I'm positive. Right. We have so much to cover. I like weird news. Yeah, <laughs> just just you being here is weird news enough. Yes. Oh, okay. So, um, you're a very talented young man. <laughs> Now, in my sole opinion, the art of spoken word, um, particularly when performed, and you go see it, um, again, just my opinion can can seem pretty pretentious. <laughs> Sometimes self-righteous, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sad emo, long monologues, <laughs> and and oftentimes the applause is at the end is just because we're like, oh shit, they're finally done. <laughs> right, right, right. Thankfully, it's over. I could agree. Um, but you, as I have seen, are a beast. You kill it every time. Thank you, thank you. Um, now, besides your material. Which which comes from an authentic. It comes from a truthful place. Mm -hmm. It's not coming from a place of, oh, you know, I'm gonna put this set together and perform it and mm -hmm. and make it sound as smart as mm -hmm. whatever and put my feels into it. Mm -hmm. Um, you you are a practiced uh, MC. Yes. Do you think that separates you from other performers of spoken word? Um. I mean, not obviously. There's other artists who do the same things you do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I I would I would say that I uh, definitely got a different look and a different start with uh, spoken word and poetry because of what what I did before, which was right, writing which rhymes right, and, right. And, and trying to be a, a rapper back in the days when that was a popular thing and, and a positive thing. Um, but I definitely got. I segued into that, and that definitely did 
did uh, provide me a unique perspective when so, I did get so into for spoken So for you, obviously, I know you took a little break from spitting rhymes mm-hmm. to start a family. Mm-hmm. Well, you know that was kind of thrust upon well, I was, you. Yeah, that, at that time I was still still writing and still you were still, still writing, still, right, right? Still doing the the hip hop thing and, and still MC. But definitely. you did take some time off, yes. Even though you were still writing, right, right. And then to get back into performing again, I I'm assuming you used the word positive. Mm-hmm. You felt spoken word was a more positive and a more fitting. Uh, I guess platform for your material. Well, yeah. Well, for me, um, it got to a point where I was at a certain age, and usually by my age, I would think that we I would be at a certain level, like at least in the door somewhere. Sure. But I wasn't, so I was like, you know what? Uh, I, you were discouraged. Gonna, not discouraged. I was just like, you know, I still love writing, and I still I still write yes. rhymes. You know, to the it's day hard. I die. Sometimes it's hard to remember to enjoy the process, right? And not to compare your journey to anyone else's, right? Right. But at that time, I was just like, you know, you know what? I'm gonna the the music, the genre was changing. This is around the 2000s, and the genre was kind of shifting uh, to a certain uh, side. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna yeah. just still keep writing, but yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna twerk as it, a, pop as it, a, stop it. Yeah. As Booty. far as trying to be a professional rapper, I was like, all right, let me leave that alone. But I still like the performing. So I yes. still wanted to perform. I still wanted to write. I still wanted to reach out to people in in, in group settings and 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 you know spit my words. So the the open mic thing and the spoken word thing came naturally. Yes. You know, although when I did start it for the first year, I was doing <laughs> I was doing a lot of um, hip hop songs yeah. just in the poetry setting before I started actually writing. Poetry and for, spoken word for spoken right, word purpose, right. but you were already doing material you already had. I was doing Obviously. material I already already had as an MC. Yeah. Um. Give my regards. Is, in in is, the is, spoken is, word rap, venue. Right in the spoken word venue. Absolutely. Um. But it, it obviously it's still a marriage. Absolutely. Of the two crafts. Absolutely. But now, as as many of us were, we weren't. You weren't always great. No. <laughs> How many years would you say of continuous practice? would you say that it took you to really hit your stride um in terms of just being a lyricist because obviously and performer right and performing artist well it took when once you get to once you get confident in your work that you feel confident that what you're doing is what you believe and you kind of are like doesn't matter what the negative that people may say about my work if it's something i believe in and i put it out there the way i yeah. want to put it out there then you've you've Do reached you, that level but were you ever worried about negative of if anybody had anything negative to say or was it just more if you had anything negative to say about was, your work at the no, time no i was just cuz sometimes i feel like we can step on our own toes yeah and nobody right? does that more than me <laughs> nobody does that like uh, i stomp all over my own toes and I'm my worst critic uh, just a clumsy. lot of the times. So yeah, that that a lot of it was that self, uh, you know, inters- you know, introspection or introspection. Yeah. That I was just like, do I, you know, who wants to? Does anybody really care about what I had to say yeah. or things like? That. So, but you said that yes, there was this time that it wasn't going as as the way you thought it mm-hmm. would be. Um, but you still kept working towards mm-hmm. maybe a different goal or yes. it, it changed your goal. Yes. 
Um, so you evolved. But was there ever a moment where you were really considering like, oh, forget it. Why the hell am I doing this? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Why am I doing this to myself and my family? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's, there's been a couple of times. I mean, uh, an artist usually goes through not just once, but yeah. there's, a, there's quite a, a few times. There's an ebb and flow to and this sh- whole and yeah, artistry. And it, it shows how resilient you are when, when you are able to... If you really feel it, because like you know, sometimes it's not just in people, and and they try it, and right, really, their soul but doesn't tell them to come back. But most of the you time, you really regret it if you don't do it. Absolutely, and you and and for me, I kept coming back, and you know, as much as I was like at those points where I was like, ah, you know, I'm not even gonna pick up a pen anymore. Like it was almost like literally, I couldn't stay away from it. You know, I could spend a few months or, or whatever you want. Uh, away from it but just it kept it was there and it kept calling me and I had to I had to right so where you are now it's a calling I think I think now in terms of with with technology and and we're so able to do things whenever we want it's now just finding new creative ways to to yep I feel like yes that's true I'm more of a person who has taken advantage of technology you on the other hand are still doing the traditional route um of 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 actually physically being in those rooms right however empty or full they are yeah that's that's, getting your work out there. yeah that's just because i'm a stubborn dinosaur no that's good right that's one of your yeah Dinosaur, yeah, that's just you know, and I, uh, you know, I. It's not that I'm, but I, that's I'm a great, as that's a great else, skill, right? I stick with it, but uh, apparent, uh, eventually, and I, I know you're you're thinking about it, and I know you have your your book out, which we're going to talk about right now. Of mm-hmm. uh, that's another marriage. Yes, that you kind of have to make that crossover, yes. right? Yeah, absolutely. and embracing the new way. Yeah, and I've always knew that. Like I've always, it's never been something that I'm like, I'm gonna stick with my guns, and everything's gonna come back around the clock and around the circle, <laughs> and we're all gonna go back to digital, and we're gonna, go, you know, we're all gonna go back to like Dolby and cassettes. I never thought that. I knew that I had to eventually, like, go with the flow, but I'm, I hate going with the flow. Yeah, going with well, the flow. Well, we're gonna. Sucks. We're, we're <laughs> Well, you don't have to go with the flow. And I think that's the thing is you have your own way and your own point of view of doing things and you'll find a way to merge it. Yes. Um, Give my regards. Yes. Your little book right here. Collection of some of your most powerful pieces of work so far. So far. So far. Um, As a writer, obviously lyricist, how important was it for you to be able to share your work with a larger audience, right? Because you usually perform, but now your book is could be also for people who enjoy literature, but maybe not so much the poetry slam scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, it it feels good because when I would perform, and I've been performing for a long time, uh, when I would perform, would perform, I would always get good feedback. And that made that would make me feel good about my work and yeah. it would make it makes you feel good when somebody well, connects you connect with somebody through yeah. your work. So with with the book being released, it's also uh, uh, a matter of, of people uh, giving me feedback and telling me, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, yes. uh, most people I, I knew, people I don't know. Yeah. 
who just uh, purchased the book or, or got the book copy of the book, they were very moved and and they said there was uh, a few aspects where they related and and, yes. and that was pretty awesome for me. That's 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 awesome. So so ultimately, did you have a specific goal? What do you want readers to get or to take away? Um. Well, I wanted to convey, from your first collection of yeah. I wanted to convey uh, a uh, an idea of uh, transition as an artist. Uh, you know, I wanted I wanted to show people that there were different steps that I went through and different steps that people go through that we uh, we got to learn from them. You know, they may be uh, extremely traumatic. Uh, they may be negative. They may not be the positive, or sure. they may be positive. Whatever it is. We have to kind of learn from as much as we can, yes. so that way we can move on in a positive light. And right. I kind of want to. And also for you, you right? You're able to manifest that into a collection right, of work. Right. Right. Hopefully, I, you know, I could, you know, let other people know and 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 show how there was different things that were negative, but you got to keep going and, and and keep trying to get that goal that you're after. Now, um, well, well, before going to, I want to ask you this. Because you, you brought up a good point. You know, we all go through things. Um, some of us still have to go to therapy, which mm-hmm. we do. Yes. Some um, of us need to. But different things. Some of us, some of us still need to. Um, not a thing that's always embraced or talk about uh, with people of color Definitely in our culture. Not. Definitely not. Um, um, tucking it away and, and just deal with it is not a real solution. But... Be strong, girl. Be strong. Mm. Um, right. So people go through things, but you have this gift and you're able to articulate it, right? But not everyone has that ability to not just articulate as you do, but write about their truths. Do you find that, well, obviously you have. So obviously that must be a rewarding thing for you that you are able to... to speak your truth but at the same time it helps others who can't who aren't who don't know how to do that yes yes. and they can relate then to yours and hopefully it might even ignite a little uh ember in them where they actually do try to write something down sure because i when when i tell people nine out of ten of the ten people that i talk to who uh are not artists after I talk to them and after they, they I, I learn of uh, some things that they may have gone through, I always tell them to, oh, you should write a book or you should do something. You should yeah. write, write, write. And they always tell me, Just well, I don't essay, know. To they always tell me, well, I, I don't know how. I'm not good. Yeah. And I always say, that doesn't matter. Start from you know where you I mean? are. That really doesn't matter. You can, as far as writing goes, you can improve on it. You can take, you know, courses. You can yeah. have people edit your work. That's That's the... That's the the outside of it. But the inside of it is getting it out. But doesn't being an artist, I would say we're really first generation artists in our family. Yes. In terms of really making it our mission and goal. Yes. And and obviously just with all of the artists, some of them that share in common, who have been on Junk and Jam Hour, whether they've whether musicians or you know uh, uh, lyricists spoken word artists poets um actors actresses um improvisers comedians um you name it ventriloquists it's hard for people 
to understand it face value because they themselves are unafraid with how uncomfortable you have to be to pursue it. Mm. I, I, and they're yeah. unafraid to be uncomfortable, which yes. is fine. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. But this, but I think you mentioned something earlier. It really does take a certain something. It has to be something you really are willing to do. You are really willing to sacrifice mm-hmm. these things that are comfortable, which are a nine to five or yeah. something you know you're going to get <laughs> yeah. at the end of the week. And technically, technically, even just getting up to in front of other people is just oh it's a lot of work in itself and and anxiety for a lot of people and for me that was something that i was it 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 never bothered me like i wouldn't mind going up there like i wouldn't mind doing it i always got nervous right before i went up because i wanted to do something good but as far as getting up and have being afraid of people looking at me i was no i never felt yeah i I know for me because i get that question a lot and for me it's not so much Yes, I get a little nervous before. Yeah, absolutely. but when I am done, when I because you use that energy, I've learned. You know, you learn how to use that energy while you're up. When I am done is when I feel the. I'm like, oh, I feel it now. Oh my god, I'm gonna have an anxiety attack. I'm done. Yeah. It's over with. I did my thing. That's so weird. Now I'm full of anxiety once I'm done. I feel that right up, I, in, right up until I go up on stage. Yeah. Like I'm like, Ugh. like it, it. The walls close in. So if I'm at a show somewhere and there's other people going up, I try to stay in a corner by myself, not because I don't want to listen to them, but because I'm kind of just trying to get in the zone. And then when I perform and that's when the energy comes out and afterwards, I'm it's a relief. Yes. It's a relief. So now going back to your work, give my regards. Now, obviously it's in the headlines with everything that's going on. The topic and issue of guns have been... And are currently mm-hmm. um, at the forefront of America's headlines. Um, you have a piece entitled The Good Die Young. Yeah. Um, some of it reads, uh, The Good Die Young, your number's up, the time has come, your one life to live is done. You did your thing and had your fun, rest in peace with your guns. Give a last pound to your sons, it's everywhere you at, so don't try to run. Mm-hmm. Coming from the hood, because obviously this you were inspired from your own experience, guns have always been a real danger. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How yeah. has gun violence affected you or the people that you've known and loved? Well, how, first, I was never... I, I. How have you been affected by gun yeah, violence? Yeah, I was never... Uh, Thank God I had a good mom and dad who kept me close to the house. (laughs) So I was, you know, like extremely close to the house, sometimes a little too close to the house. But, but, you know, that's (laughs) that's another show. But I was I I used to hang out and do my thing, but I was never, you know, like I never held a gun. I never shot at anybody. I never was involved in anything like that. But I there were people that I knew that were directly uh either affected by it uh i know uh there were a few people who i know who went to jail because of guns sure. um but in particular that 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 the good die young was a a, a hip hip a hip-hop song that i wrote a rap that i wrote in the um a while ago 
when I was still rapping, when I was still young and rapping. And that the basis of that was a friend of mine um, from Brooklyn who was just like a little, just a little pain in the ass kid, a uh, little bit younger than me, but you know we were kind of cool. And he was he was in a stolen van and he got he got shot by police officers, you know. Yeah. And uh, he wasn't really the type of kid that would that would try to hurt anybody or, or you know try to do serious stuff. He was just a knucklehead, and that affected me because. Um, that kind of got a little too close to me. Yeah, you know, that was a little too close because and we've all made bad decisions. Yes, yes, and and like physically, that could have easily you know, been that the same. Been, right, like I could have been in with a couple of friends of mine who were not doing the best things in the world, and you know yeah. I would have got caught up in that. Yeah, and and for me that was definitely something that and and this was the time where you know uh, I would there was a few times where I would come and go. Uh, through the projects and I would be you know thrown against the wall by cops and, and stuff taken out of my pockets and then I gotta pick up all the stuff and they're like yeah get out of here we're not looking for you like that kind of thing it was very you know I, it was we were very the youth the ghetto, the, the hood youth and the and the cops really were really 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 going at each other and it, so it was it was pretty rough it was pretty rough and it, it was just scary yeah it was just scary because well, it's you know, always scary when, and 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 this is what some people don't understand uh, about skin color. Mm. But it's very scary when people that are supposed to are hired and are trained to protect everyone, mm-hmm. right? You know, when you can't really call on them mm. when you're you yourself are in, yeah. feel like you need the police i know a it, lot it, of people especially who are of a certain complexion their first call is how can i get out of this i don't i can't mm-hmm. call the police yeah and that's that's super unfortunate because i'm afraid of crime yeah like I, and, I, and that, i'm afraid of crime that could lead some some wanting you know? to have a gun yeah yeah like i'm afraid of bad people like i'm a bit i'm a i have uh, uh two kids in this world i have yeah. nieces i have family in this world and i'm i try to be a decent human so i don't i'm i'm like i'm afraid of crime i'm afraid of bad things that happen to me it doesn't matter who's doing it i'm it's it's bad i don't want it around so when i (laughs) you get out of my house yeah you know what i mean so it's it's kind of rough and you know i i i really don't want to call sometimes like if i call what i'm you know what's gonna happen what are they gonna come and do something you know are they gonna do the right thing or is it gonna make am i gonna exacerbate things or make things worse like what do i do yeah. Uh, you also have a piece, I am Puerto Rico. Yes. One of the lines here, which I love, I am Puerto Rico for the ashes she will rise from. Mi gente, yo soy Puerto Rico. Why is sharing your Puerto Rican heritage, history, and culture in your work so important to you? I mean, obviously, that's that's not that's innate innately should be something that um i guess shows itself in your work mm. but that doesn't have to right so well, why is that so important for you well uh first that piece was also written a while ago so that was before maria that was you know puerto rico yeah. has just always been in a bad situation as far sure. as that goes so i, I know part wanted, of part i've always wanted to 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 comment on that every yeah. time i did shows and as far as me personally um 
up and you know up until that point because uh, like I said that was a while ago and I've learned and grown a lot since then but up until that point um I had a serious uh kind of disagreement or, or love-hate relationship with uh my own people who would be born on the island yeah and uh people who would be born Puerto Ricans who would be born here yeah there was a few times where just me personally I don't, you know I'm not saying that's how it was but me personally they would kind of be, it would kind of be like we were just New York Puerto Ricans and they were like native born there like a little sure. bit kind of looked down yeah. on us a little bit um and like I said that was up until that point but I've grown since then I've, I've yeah. understood that so you you that under, was part you of get it. to a point where okay that's fine you can feel that way right but but this is you my don't side. have to fight your yeah right. this is my side I know, you know? yeah my grandmother you that's know right. my that's right. my parent my, my grandmother my, my, my father mom, my mom my yeah. father I just yeah. recently learned was born yeah in Puerto that's Rico, right right so they they wanted their family to be here we are here mm-hmm. we are st- you know whatever is part of you know food music it's all still part of it yes and and at the end of the day whether you are born here or born on the island of Puerto Rico hello you're American yes yes yeah absolutely so what makes I don't know if this makes sense but what makes Puerto Rican artists different from others would you say jeez why don't you give me a hard question yeah Cristobal um we have in my opinion in my experience we have kind of a a, a dual identity and it's kind of it, it kind of sucks we have multiple identities. it's kind of it kind of sucks <laughs> you know what I mean we have sort of a uh, you know it's kind of rough Many. for us it's rough for us only because we, we you know we're not our on our own doing bad if we were on our own doing bad then you'd be like all right they're struggling they're 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 their own they're independent they're doing their thing you know but they're having a rough time of it you know if that was the case then it would be a little easier to swallow yeah that's not the case yes I would so say it was, it's kind of because I'm proud. I, I you know, I, right. I don't say I, I never say, oh, I'm Puerto Rican and oh, America's the worst. I never say America's the best. I'm not. It's you know, I'm, I'm I was born here, so I'm American. Uh, mom was born in Puerto Rico. Uh, you know, it's I'm I'm Puerto Rican. I'm I'm you know I'm loving. It's a, it's a whole thing. I'm proud yeah. of everything. But being a Puerto Rican artist is 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 we it's it's kind of rough, man. It's really kind of rough. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's it's kind of rough because, like I said, you know, we we are going. Is it rough for you, or is it rough for oh. other people to understand? Um, for me personally, I it's it's rough for me. It's rough for me because yeah. I I definitely feel a uh, loyalty to the island, even though I wasn't born there. Yeah, you know, my roots are there, my 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 ancestors are there, and it's really hard what they're going but through. But do you so. not feel then that? You have a deeper well to dig into Absolutely. because you have such a rich culture. Absolutely. Absolutely. Then how the f- is that rough? <laughs> well, it's rough because I, I kind of w- don't think I'm doing as much as I can. Okay, well, that's a different story. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's hard to do that. That just means you're a shitty human being. That doesn't mean. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, okay, so. Um, Crappy, maybe. Not shitty. Right, right. 
Um, we can curse here, by the way. Radio and Yeah, sensor. thanks for telling me that. That was like 20 minutes ago. You should have been <laughs> telling me from the beginning. We're not, we're not, we're not obligated to follow any awesome. FCC rules awesome. here. Um, so now, one of your uh, reviews on Amazon. Uh, oh boy. Calls your book smart, relatable, and moving. A page turner. Read it all in one sitting. The author's life story keeps you invested. You feel his adolescent struggle and understand the man that he has become because of it. Nice. What would you say nice. was your most was most challenging about your adolescence? Um my Because obviously that is captured in your book. A lot of yes, it is. Yes. And that that's that's why that That's you growing up. That's a part of it that I wanted to that's an aspect that I wanted to to to, to use to make it different from other poetry books because I didn't want it to just be a book of poems from page one to the last page. Um so I did right, want to some I, short stories. I, right. I did want to have a lot of my growing up and what I've gone through and transition from one level of of artistry to the next. Yeah. So let's do it this way. In terms of growing pains. Going from an adolescent to becoming the matured man you mm-hmm, are today, mm-hmm. sitting here before us. Oh, hello. Hello. Is there maybe like one meaningful event or maybe a period in your life that you feel catapulted you into evolving into the man you are today? Was there something that really leapfrogged you? Mm. Um, that's kind of pretty easy. Uh, when I was, my, my time in the Bronx. Uh, my time living in the Bronx, yeah. which is uh, in the book as well, it's divided into the places I was living. But the Bronx as well, when I was, uh, when I became, formed a close bond with uh, a couple of friends of mine, uh, uh, GI and uh, DJ Short Wiz out there in the Bronx. Shout out to GI. Yeah. And Short Wiz. Yeah, DJ Short Wiz in the Bronx. DJ Short Wiz, what, what? And, you know, we, we yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> And, um, you know, they that was a brotherhood where we got together and, and our sole purpose was enlightenment, artist enlightenment, personal enlightenment right. to help everybody grow. And at that point, when I was in the Bronx at that time, this is when uh, my first son was just born. Yeah. Um, I kind of was looking for myself there at a very young age, 23, 22. And for a while, I was like, you know, what what is what, what am I about? What am I moving to? And they really... Getting down with those guys and 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 doing what we did and and just doing the art that we did, the music that we did, you know, we got together and that really steered me in the direction of you know you're you're doing the righteous thing, man. Just keep going and and you know do what you believe in and and follow your heart. So I, I thank them a lot. All right. Well, well, that makes sense. And and it's always good to seek out. Um. And and what if for whatever reason you felt at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, to surround yourself with not just people who get it, but who get it and are actively doing something, who are actively doing it, but are actively doing it in terms of it is about growing, it is about evolving, yes. is it? A, it's about stretching your imagination, yes, yes. and it's not, and it is about sometimes confronting uh, that uncomfortability about you know we don't have to be stuck here, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. While we're doing this, let's take some people along with us along the way. Yes, yes, absolutely. So absolutely. I have a surprise for you. Oh, I, I want to yeah. go back 
Because you, um, we, we talked about you, and I should have did this a little earlier, maybe on the top. The robot voice, is she here? She's here. I, I could have put here. Alexa on no, no, and I mic'd like, her. No, she's been around the block. Too many All right. Times. Sorry, Alexa. But we have her unplugged now. Don't so, say that too loud. She's going to hear me. No, well, she's unplugged. Okay. Well, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? She might just get up. She's and, not unplugged. Um... But now you 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 did perform live. You perform all all over. Mm-hmm. But you did perform a piece on Junkie Jam Live. Yes. My television broadcast. Yes. And, oh, thank you very much for that. Yeah, that was you're you're the best. You're, you're the, the best. best. So now, um, I I saw a video recently of you performing, and you had a live band. Um, and 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 and. I love there's something so just just something so magnetic about how you incorporate music with spoken word. There's nothing like performing with the live band. Nothing oh, like it. I know. There's nothing love like it. Love it. Love it. So love it. we love it. I so love now it. I have a treat for you. I've remixed that performance. Yeah. <laughs> I remixed that performance right, and, and 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 thanks to what you're hearing right now guys and what I use for my bed music. Thanks to uh, freebeats.io. Shout out to them. They they provide all of my, nice, like unbeknownst to them or not, <laughs> but we give them their credit. So with the help of freebeats.io, um, we did remix uh, some of your work nice. or that performance. So um, let's take a listen to that right now. You guys are listening to the Junkie Jam Hour right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. We are hanging out with uh, Dino Bricks. Stay yep. tuned. Dedicated to the Low East Side. My pops looks at me in a different light. Ever since I told him all I want to do in life is bless the mic. I tilted my hat back when I felt vexed and thought deep. Old enough to know what's best, but still ran through the streets. At all times of the night, clouds of smoke blocked the light. I was stuck without a wipe to add inches to my height. Coughed up tar from all the packs I puffed Don't get me wrong, growing up wasn't always so rough But the world passed down to me, ain't so lovely Half the brothers walking down the street got no love for me The choice is there to make Work my fingers till they bleed or do I bake a cake And give the fiends what they need I sat back on the sofa, let the marijuana work It's true when they say that even thugs get hurt People pass, lost love, and homeboys you don't see And the son your chick keeps you from is grown with front teeth Ran from police every week like a track meet Cause the glitter, gold, and money like the rest attracted me Hold on to happiness with a grip tighter than a virgin Keep your vision sharp, you never know where evil may be lurking Life in New York, we all caught in between the bright lights, the big city, chivalry and crime scenes. BK, money making queens, the boogie down in Staten, anything can happen. Dedicated to the Bronx. I'm a dinosaur MC, a relic, an artifact. Betrayed by my grabs aimed at the heart of my back. Wish I could quit this addiction to spitting. What's up? I'm T Briggs. By this disease, I'm afflicted. Pain and mind state puts the pen across the page The rhyme book, a lost art indicative of my age Now I admit that I bit, but that was part of my growth Always elected second best by a landslide vote Bankroll to Macbeth, Iago to Othello Now young bloods think it's sweet, they just jumped in and they bellow I'm the natural history of rap Like spinners, breakers, and poets Keeping alive the wives' tale of skills and love Being close-knit 
I take a beat and run with it Dash to the finish, splash agua on my face I hope to deliver the message When pops beasted, I wrote When chicks cheated, I wrote When dudes beefed, I wrote And when the schools lied, I wrote Life in New York, we all caught in between The bright lights, big city, chivalry and crime scenes BK, money making queens The boogie down in Staten Anything could happen Dedicated to Brooklyn She took my virginity I smoked my first blunt with her She let me love her I swore I wouldn't quit her But sometimes a promise is made to be broken And when I left between us No words were spoken Tears ran down her cheek I wiped them with my finger I kissed her on the lips Said I wish that I could bring you We went through a lot Beef with knuckleheads and chicken heads I came home late She was there on the bed There to hold my head over the sink After drinks Looking up with pink eyes She made it better with a wink We made wishes on stars Had water fights in the summer We held each other tight When on the cloudy days it thundered Leaving you is hard, I think about her constantly But I know that from across the river she'll be watching me I left my heart with you so in two we reunited You're the inspiration for this song and how I write it A good thing can't last So I guess it was destined, I was sleeping with the next But it was you that I mentioned The new place I rest in treats me cold I'm a stranger, we just don't fit I wake up all full of anger We're from two different worlds She don't compare to your beauty We held hands out the Commodore Blazed up and watched the movie You were there when I wrote my first rhyme You said you felt it I knew that was a lie But in your Brownville eyes I melted Briggs was born Because she breathed life into him Now she's in the hands of my mans Working my plans Who would have thought We'd ever spend a day apart Eight years since our start How easily it fell apart Time is precious, made this last moment last Never thought that when I spoke of you the tense would be past Remember the last night? You were perfect, like a painting I squeezed the ring past your colored nails, you almost fainted The promise that I'm making is a vow that I'll keep I'll be there when you rise and when you close your eyes to sleep Say that you forgive me for leaving with short notice But I always love the way you made me feel And you know this Give my regards to Brooke Nam. Tell her I'm gonna be back soon as my life's on track. Tell her that I love her, forever think of her. And maybe someday again we'll be together. That was Taino wow. Briggs. Did you like that? I, I don't I don't know if you can tell, but I, I think I think I have an erection. <laughs> Thank you. That's wow. gross. Thank you very much. As gay as I am, that's gross. You have no idea how I I'm I'm I uh, can't escape I'm seeing I'm seeing I've been, you know, to 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 hear my my stuff on beats. You know, if anybody's out there who's an MC, they understand what I'm coming from. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. And, 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 and I tried my best because I know it's different when yes. you can actually hear the music right. you're rhyming to. So right, it right. wasn't always on no, par. No, it wasn't. Like I said, it wasn't. Uh, they, they that wasn't meant for a beat, but it was. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. That was dope, yo. Thank you very much. So, um, oh no, thank you. And uh, shout out by the way to Shante Dunbar, uh, writer and author of Diving in Stilettos First, nice. uh, who was also a guest on yes. our show a few yes. weeks ago. She uh, just. Um, wrote to us on instagram she's loving this interview oh yes what's up what's up what's thank you up, very much 
Shout out to Showtime. Yeah, she, she whipped my ass in your, your cute little game show that you had, which was rigged, by the way. Oh, no, that's a different person. Oh, no. Oh, that's another one? So, um, that game was not rigged, by the way. You it were was, just stupid. So now, <laughs> Father's Day. Yes. Another piece in your book. Again, you are a father of two sons, 19 yes. and three. Yes. If asked, what kind of father would they say they have? Funny. Funny, silly. Funny, silly. Well, strict. Funny, funny, silly, strict in that order. And and of course, my uh, how I would describe you as a father, present. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Involved. Yes, yes. We gotta be man. yes so now you you talk about you know enlightening um i would say enlightening those around you more so than the world right because if you can make an immediate change of those in your hood why not right yeah. you don't you don't have to wait to be worldwide right right right, right? yeah the ripple starts from the center yeah. not from the outwards it's it's inwards and it spreads out um, one of your missions, uh, people of the hood, uh, or one of the parents one of, of your words. Well, we'll get children. there. We'll oh, get to okay, that. Okay, okay. But just in general, one of the words you have used, I guess, has been on Instagram. People of the hood, rise up and enlighten yourselves. Mm. Let's just start from there. Yes. What do you mean by that? Um, we kind of gotta stop saying. We gotta start. We got to stop starting every sentence with the word they. That's what we got to do. They, yes. they're doing this. They're doing this to us. They're doing this. What are we doing? They're doing that. We got to stop doing that. That's, that's, yeah. that's let's the main. Take, let's take shit over. Let's start yeah. with that. Let's start, that's a good let's sentence. Start our sentence start let's start our sentence with I and we. Yeah. You know we are I mean? claiming I, we. today. Yeah, there's no we. There's no we in the hood. There's, there's no, no we. we. There is no we. There's there a lot is of us. they and there's a lot of I. Right. There's, there's no us. we. There's no we. Not at all. And that's something that, that that was the main focus. And that's every time I try to talk to anybody, that's what I really want to put out there. Is, you know, we got to get more we in the hood. What man. can we do for our, what can we do? For what each can other? we do? What are we doing? What are that's we the doing? first step. What are we doing wrong? Because yeah. we're not doing things. Well, and we spoke about this right. before the interview. A lot yeah. of it is language. A lot of it is language. We use, we think we're taking power away yes. by using certain yes. language that was once used to degrade us, to right. demean us, to demean our value. And here we are using it instead of using more positive words yes. that really do mean what they mean. These words, yes. however we feel like we're using it to be funny as new salutations, no, they are still harmful yes. whether we realize it or not. And we and we travel, everybody travels in circles, everybody. And, you know, that that's, that's not a blanket... We shouldn't blanket our behavior for every circle that we're in. You know <laughs> so I mean? now, whether unenlightened or uninspired, whatever it is, some people are stuck, comfortable, another word I like to use, I guess in their bubble, wherever their corner of the world mm -hmm. is, or the cor Definitely. corner of the hood, because they were told by their parents, or they continue to be told by their spouses, or the world, that they're never going to be anything. So why bother? They are not, they are not deserving of anything mm. you know so what do you say to those people um what do you say to your brothers and sisters to your neighbors um to try to be decent 
try to be decent and try always try to be better. Always try to be better. We want to try to do better than our parents. We don't want to do the same thing they did. It's time to level up. You know, we want to, <laughs> yeah, we want to, that's the whole point of, of growing as people. We, we want to do better than them, you know? And it doesn't mean it's and not a competition. And they want us to do better. And they than, want us to do better. Yes, right. Yeah. Um, just to do better and be decent and, and to kind of push that en- positive energy outward. Yeah. You know, it's... I, I used to work in a daycare in, in Brownsville and, and, and like the dead center of the middle of the hood daycare with little tiny little miniature people going around and trying to be, you know, grown ups and being, uh, you know, at the mercy of their surroundings and, you know, saying good morning to their parents would for like two months. They, they, they didn't understand what I was saying. Yeah. And I was saying it in English, and, you, know, <laughs> you know, but um, they, they didn't understand that they didn't. They it was at first they were kind of mistrusting of it. Yeah. At first, they're like, you know, they, it how was can received. how can I trust my child with someone who wishes me yeah. a good morning? Yeah, how, like, how dare he? <laughs> how dare he? What, he? what did he say about my mother? <laughs> what did he say about my mother? Did he just tell my mother to have a blessed so, day? So it, it can be something as, <laughs> as, as simple as that. It can be simple as you know, saying good morning to somebody when you when you, and that yeah, just and, comes naturally. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's that's like the that's like the basics, and we, we don't have that in the hood. So now. You um have a bachelor's uh, in children education. Yes, from childhood Bo- education. Yes, from Boricua Boricua College. college. Everybody childhood always education. laughs at that, but there's a history behind that college. Go look it up, son. <laughs> you are pursuing uh, your master's in TESOL, teaching English to speakers yes. of other languages. And language. by pursuing, I mean procrastinating. Whatever, and sitting on my ass. Whatever that may mean. Just so, so right. now, now, but now the current age of your students is fourth grade. Yes. What initially inspired you to become an educator? Mm. Uh, well, first, it was never a. It wasn't a long lifetime dream. I, I didn't. I wasn't a kid thinking about being a teacher. It yeah. was about 10, 11 years ago when I said that we needed representation in the classroom of our yes of our black and brown. Well, people. let's skip to that. So now, according to the U.S. Department of Education. About 50% of the public school student population is non-white, a percentage that's uh, actually expected to increase to 56% by 2024. Yet 80% of public school teachers are white. Mm. Um, As per the most recent U.S. Department of Education schools and staffing survey, 82% of public school teachers identify as white. So... Let's 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 go where you just took it to. Why should it matter who our educators are? Um, it should matter because we want our kids to see themselves reflected yes. in the person of authority or the person of enlightenment or the person of education. They yes. want to see themselves. It doesn't have to be all the teachers. No, but they should have at least some. It should they they should see that okay, you know. In, in my opinion, yeah. if there's there's so many teachers or, or, or principals who are not of uh, the same ethnicity as, yes. as the, the students, then we kind of yeah. feel like, oh, they're the ones that can yeah. help us. There they're are, the ones that care about yes, us. They're the ones right. that we got to stick well, with. There's these. a lot. Of, yeah. Well, one of the main things uh, I think of, of being a child, other than your parents, outside of the household... Teachers are the first people that you see outside of your household who are in leadership roles. Right, you had to do what they said. So, 
if you are not seeing yourself or people like you or or actually just seeing your reflection you're probably never going to see yourself as a leader mm. and um so um one of the positives uh, a center for american Pro progress study reports that minority teachers already themselves have higher expectations of minority students than what their white peers would have mm. they provide culturally relevant teaching develops trusting relationships uh, with students um, who can identify with them. They confront issues of racism through teaching and become advocates and cultural brokers. In whole, educators, educators again, are the first people we see in those little... What happens when none of those roles are filled by um, people who children identify with? Um, that's kind of that's tough. That's I know it's kind of kind of. I have in the classroom. I have to be uh, very careful when it uh, comes to uh, quote unquote. Uh, I don't. I'm, I'm not going to say taboo topics, but topics that you know, as a teacher, I would have to be careful how I. They're not necessarily it. taught generally. Yeah, and because you don't work now, you don't work for a public school. You are I work for in the private setting. Yeah, private. Okay. private. So. But in the classroom, if a child brings it up, then you, you as a, as the teacher, you have the responsibility of answering the question as best you can without kind of, right. you know. But now, did you ever feel that, th or, or there was a moment that you had a student of color who was in need of your particular instruction? Uh, every day, every day, and that's, however and you try to creatively mask it in terms of yeah that's the thing I, i'm not gonna I, I you know as a as an educator and especially as a as a minority educator i'm not gonna make it a point of distinguishing between you know the problems that we're gonna have or they're gonna have as opposed to problems that other kids are gonna have that that's just that yeah. that's not how it works but right. in the back of my mind i know that i'm teaching everybody the same way but i also know that i'm trying to teach them to know about things and to educate themselves because yes. it's not about me teaching them right they, they can forget everything that i taught them but if i can instill in them something that they're going to use yes. outside of the classroom as far as thinking more positively especially about who their friends are sure. then that's what i'm that's right. what i need to do um now you do have a instagram segment Parent of children in the hood. Yeah, parents of, of yeah. I guess children little affirmations, words of advice for yes, parents in the hood. Yes. Um, one of the posts recently was, "Have you even spoken to your child's teacher? Do you feel parents are not active enough in their children's education?" Absolutely. Kids, you only see a parents. You only see a parent when there's something negative. Let's say the kid goes home and says the, the teacher said something. You'll see that yeah. parent seven o'clock in the morning. And that parent will be there yeah. making a big ruckus and, and really making her needs known. Yeah. After that, you will never see that parent again. And it, it, it maybe it was the teacher didn't say anything. Maybe yeah. the kid just didn't misinterpreted it or whatever it was. Sure. As far as on a regular basis, I have, you know, there's there's parents and I've been teaching five years. There's there were times when I, I would go a whole year without meeting parents. Yeah. A year. A year. Like not even an email. And it's like But do you now, not making excuses. Do you feel some parents might feel that the education system has already failed them and their children? So why bother? Um, I would see that. I can see yeah. that. I could definitely see that. 
Um, but that doesn't change anything. But if then you I don't would, actively then take a role. I would personally see that as that's exactly when you show up. <laughs> like that's right. exactly when you go Got and say, yes. "Hey, I don't think this is right. What's going on?" <laughs> you don't just let it happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just even to get my to to see to to have a familiarity with me to know. I'm going to be responsible for your your child's education for the year. Don't you want to meet me? Don't you want to sure. even see my face? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, talk to me and where am I coming from? Where are you coming from? What can I expect? You know, what, what does your kid like blue? Does he, you know, does he sure. learn better with this or what's yeah. going on? You know, for me, to, for me as a teacher to go through the whole year and not hear from parents, that's kind of disheartening. Yeah. You know, uh, a lot of it is, I don't know. Like I, I, I wouldn't, I could never understand that. Not yeah. even I can, I could not understand that. Just you know. So we're going to not We're going to assume you know your, or you have known some yes. of your sons. Yes, I, I, you know, and for me it may be like, I have to, you know, it's it's not on a regular basis, but they know who I am. They've yeah. seen me. There's somebody there representing, even if it's his mom who represents and is there often. Yeah. So there's at least one parent. Yeah there i mean you're never going to you're never going to hire a babysitter without meeting them right (laughs) which is kind of the same thing yeah i mean uh, i'm i'm gonna trust a lot of you know your child and in someone else's a few people's actually their time right and if if it's only negative stuff you're coming at we with then that's all we're gonna be talking about um now you do we're running out of time so we're going to quickly wrap up but oh, you man. you are an MC any plans for music in the future um I I yes 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 yes, yes. okay so we are going to be waiting on that and of course you are also working on a one man show based yes, on your I book am. give my regards uh, where can our listeners find you I know you're on Twitter Instagram and Facebook yes Taino Briggs yes Taino Briggs and everywhere that Taino Briggs is sold <laughs> uh, right give my regards you can find on Amazon oh yeah I want to give a, a shout out to Blaze he's recovering Blaze I love you take care papa uh, feel better Blaze and now for everything we do here you can find us on uh, RadioFreeBrooklyn.com and for everything I do Christopher Robert you can look me up on JunkinJam.com uh, any last words you want to leave for our listeners uh, love each other man Love each other. Little bits of love. Little, little, little bits of love. Stop saying hate all the time, man. Hate's a bad word. <laughs> Stop being a hater. Just say I don't really like it. Hate is such a strong word. Yes. Not necessary. Hate is a strong word and it consumes you. Love each other. I agree. I agree. I love you. I hate the rain. That's so stupid. Yeah, do you just, really? Do you really hate it? Do you know what would happen if the rain <laughs> stopped and there was no rain? As someone who's lived in LA, man, did I miss it. <laughs> Fires, I tell you. I love the rain. Have a great